My name is Chris. And I'm Holly. Together, we're, we're the, the Friars. A long time ago when we first met, I fell madly in love with this woman. Oh. But she put me in the friend zone for over 20 years. Ugh, sweet Petunia. Eventually, I convinced her to be mine, and now we do our best to put up with each other. Hey! We're best friends who are married and love to talk. And we talk a lot. About absolutely everything. So sit back, have fun. And welcome to Following, following the, the Friars. <laughs> Were you channeling your uh your your inner advanced band uh that's percussionist? totally what I was doing considering we just came from a band concert. Um yeah, I just felt the need to yes. Yeah. Uh, explore my inner yeah. band geek that misses that part of my youth. Yes. It was a good concert though. Though I was a flute player and not not a percussionist. You, but well, I you guess. should have switched because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Banging on stuff. I'm just saying. Right. Just saying. Well, no, there was that uh, There was that one year uh, when we were practicing for our Christmas program that somehow or other I wound up with um, the shaker bell things. What are those? I guess it's... Sleigh bells. Thank you. Yeah, those things. Uh, that I wound up with those and got to play them. So, yeah. That really? Was when was that? I don't know. It was our maybe our junior year in high school. It was only in practice though, because I had to like play the, the, the oh, flute yeah. for the actual, That's <laughs> actual right. performance. Yeah, we were probably doing sleigh ride or something like that. I had to have been, or maybe wow. not. Maybe I maybe I dreamed that it was a Christmas program. Maybe it was something else, and I just decided sleigh bells were the thing to play that day. <laughs> I have no idea why they I had them, but hey, it happens. Yeah. It could have been that somebody was somebody in the drum section was playing them horribly, and the band director decided that he just needed to take them away from one of us knuckleheads and give them to you. Uh, who knows? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. No know. Idea. Or it could have been marching season. No, because I didn't play. I mean, you know, I was a majorette during oh, marching season. I see? wasn't playing a flute from yes, you know September possible. to December. I was. But we twirling, would, we would so. have been practicing marching music and not orchestral music. That's true, but I could have just added an extra part because I would have been just hanging out. Back not there, doing goofing anything. off. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I see what's happening now. I have no idea. Anyway, the concert tonight was good, though. It was, um, it was intermediate middle school and advanced middle school and high school. Yeah. They're getting ready for some kind of competition, yeah. um, which is totally, an, I don't want to say it's new, it's just new to me. We did not do that when we were. Well, we did. We just didn't call it that. Well. They call it, uh, what did they call it? The music proficiency something. I, I, I don't know. But anyway. But it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. it. It was a lot better than I had expected. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was. Uh, I, I walked away pretty impressed. Like, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the youngest group, whom I thought would be the worst, was actually pretty good. Really, really darn good. Yeah, they were the most uh, well intonated. So, look at you using big words. I know. Yeah, that word of the day, toilet paper, is really paying off for me, huh? <laughs> Your butt knows a lot of words. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, my butt knows all the words. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So. wouldn't that be great? Somebody should invent that. So, 
Word the, of the day toilet paper. Like It's probably out there. We just need to Google or look on Amazon. It'll be on Amazon. So did you did you get the same um, odd looks about your pink hair that I got about, uh, that I was noticing as we were? <laughs> All day. <laughs> I had to teach today. Oh, that's at right. the university. Oh, so did your students have anything to say about your pink every hair? Every single one of them like laughed and pointed and, ha, ah, you have pink hair. And that was kind of it. No one really questioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least none of my students really questioned it. I had one to go, oh, man, you know, what made you decide to go with pink? And and I, you know, oh, I'm brightening the day of a friend of mine, a very dear friend. And uh, and then the, the, he just kind of shrugged and said, oh, okay, cool. And then moved on. However, there were a handful of people pointing and going, uh, what's with the old dude in the pink hair? Like, like <laughs> and, I could, and his wife with the pink streak. <laughs> well, no one saw you, but I'd be like, I'm walking on the campus and there were a couple of No, I was talking about it at, at the high school when we were there earlier. <clears throat> oh, at the high school. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was looking and pointing. I'm like, I wonder yeah. what he's. Why are these old people, why do these old people have pink, we're not pink in their hair? We're oldish. Um, yeah, but we don't look oldish. Well, yeah, speak for yourself, but okay. Whatever. Look, I'm embracing the fact that that time is marching across my face. I have what? earned. I have earned every crinkle, wrinkle, whatever. I have worked hard for all of them. So. Listen, you think I'm young looking? It's just because I'm wearing a beard. If I didn't have the beard, you'd go, "Ooh, who's the old dude?" <laughs> Don't talk to me about aging. Yeah. Actually, if I shave my beard off, I probably look a lot younger. I was going to say, every time you shave, I'm like, okay, he looks 25 years younger than me. Grow the beard back. I look like your grandma. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, hence the facials. No, you're aging very gracefully. Well, thank you. I'm you're trying. welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go down without a fight. N- nor um, should we. Barring, um, but you know, I'm not uh, going under the knife or... Um, I'm not all about Botox or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, more power to people who do it. Hey. I just it's not it's not something that it's, I'm interested in doing. It's At not, least not for yet. me. Yeah. I, I have an acquaintance who <laughs> he he uh started to see the 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 lines. This was pro oh goodness gracious, this was well over twenty years ago. And I run into him and he's got the the deep lines across his forehead mm-hmm. and somebody had made made mention of it and he's like oh well i should probably look into getting that fixed and and the person who was talking to him laughingly said oh yeah you should just get some botox injections and so that's what he did and he looked perpetually surprised <laughs> like his eyes were like wide open and it's like dude are you okay he's like oh it's these p- botox injections holy smokes i can't blink and uh, it, yeah, it was pretty I just, hilarious. I just can't. That's hilarious. I'm too expressive. I feel like if I were to do that, <laughs> I mean, you know, I talk with my face. So this is true. So, it's a very fair statement. I mean, it's not just the RBF, but I mean, I'm just very animated, and I <laughs> most of my personality would leave if I couldn't talk with my face. Goodness gracious! But then again. You could really hide your disapproval. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or would it would it be magnified? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. It depends on how the Botox went in, you know? <laughs> Where they put it? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I'm okay. just saying. RBF? What? 
Have you never heard RBF? No. Resting bitch face. Oh, wow. I look wow. mad even when I'm not. I oh, look wow. mad even when I'm happy. If I'm not smiling, <laughs> I look angry. Oh, wow. That's a thing. It is a thing, and a lot of us suffer from it. Wow. Maybe we should just pass out T-shirts or, like, little stickers that say, I'm not mad, I'm just... I really need to, because when I get in group settings and I tend to observe and people watch, um, I feel like I'm unapproachable, or, or they perceive me as being unapproachable because... <laughs> What? I suffer with RBF. That's what I need. I do. I need like a tag that says, I'm very friendly. I just suffer from RBF. Wow. <laughs> I get a t-shirt that says, I don't hate you. It just looks that way. <laughs> right. I'm not angry. I just look angry. Wow. Yeah. Unless you are angry and then you do look angry. And I try to like, I try to, especially when I'm going to be in crowds and not that I really care what others think about me, but. If I'm going to be in a situation where, you know, I want to seem approachable, yeah, I have to think and make myself somewhat smile, like not, not like smile like you're having a picture taken, or smile like you're in a pageant, but just kind of have a more pleasant look on my face, right. which I'm sure because I've never looked at myself in a mirror. <laughs> People probably are like, "What's wrong with the crazy lady in the corner?" Oh my god. <laughs> I have, a, I have a middle image. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm dead. <laughs> anyway. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, folks. She's getting a little loopy. I'm tired. I know. We both are. Oh my goodness. What time did you wake up today? I don't know. You're crying. You're literally <laughs> crying. Oh, my gosh. Because the mental image I just got of me looking like an idiot with a smile on my face in a corner. Exactly. That face. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Uh, yeah. You haven't cried <laughs> while laughing in a minute. That's good. That's good for you. Yes. What, what, who, who was it that said I'm the only person they know who can laugh and sob at the same time? I don't know who said it, but it's very true. Yes. Oh my goodness! In in fact, I remember when we went to see The Hangover. Oh my and, goodness! And we went and watched. Like we we decided we're going to go hit one of the like mid afternoon. Yeah, and there matinees. was like so, no like, one in the theater. no one. We were the yeah. only ones in the entire theater. Mm-hmm. And right before the movie starts, in walks three people, and they're like twenty rows in front of us. We're in the like. The furthest back that you could be and still count yourself as being kind of in the middle middle. And they <laughs> right. were in the furthest forward and count yourself in the middle middle. Right. And that that opening scene, like everything was just so absurd that you were sobbing really loudly. And the the funnier it got, the harder you and I laughed. And the more we laughed, the more you cried and sobbed. And I just remember like <laughs> One of the dudes in the in the front, because it was only five of us there. It was you and me and the other three dudes. And the guy in the middle turns around and looks over his shoulder. And I remember looking down and just kind of saying, I'm sorry, this, this she's, she's laughing, really. And I realized it's Jim Brewer. <laughs> so if you don't know who that is, he's one of the funniest human beings on planet Earth. And he used to do Goat Boy on, on uh, Saturday Night Live, though... His stand-up routine is like 
tops. It's really, truly amazing. Um, but yeah, it's Jim Brewer. Jim, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but we're sorry if we ruined your viewing of uh, The Hangover. And, and I have to wonder what his experience with the movie was. Did he think it was like super funny too? Or was he thinking, why is the crazy lady behind me laughing so hard this movie isn't that funny? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, hopefully one day I'll get to meet him and ask him. Yeah, I would like Wouldn't to. Wouldn't it be great? I would like to know too. Just ask him, you know, what do you think about The Hangover? Because I howled through the entire movie. He is. He tells some of the funniest stories. He's just so animated the way he does it. Mm-hmm. He's w- probably one of my favorite comedians to watch. Oh, and you know what? I think. Ooh, all right. So, there's a yeah, chicken. Sort of. This is related. There's a, another comedian that I love hearing his stories, that, uh, a gentleman named Bert Kreischer. And Bert... Um, is famous for this routine, or it's not a routine, it's a story of him in college. It's the machine. Are these appropriate for all age groups? Uh, no, they are not. However, I'm are not going to... Are they... Are they um, insanely funny? Yes. Y- yes, but I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find my words here. Are they colorful? Are they heavy language? Are they... Well, yeah, of course it's heavy language. I mean, it's a stand-up comedian. Okay, but but Bert, so, so they're filthy. Yeah, but Bert tells this really funny story about when he was in college and they went to on a on a school trip to Russia, and he ends up hanging out with the Russian mob. <laughs> the Russian mob. Oh my gosh! It's called the Machine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they somehow have turned that story, like spun it into a bit of a movie, and I hope it's a. I saw the trailer for it. I hope it's real. I really do, because that would be hilarious. It's like what happens 20 years later after the machine has grown up and gotten a family. Okay, I got you. I got you. Mark Hamill was in the trailer. I hope hope this is like real, real. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 The story that Bert tells of his experience is so side-splittingly funny to me. He's uh he's a truly uh truly funny individual. I think he went to he went to college at Florida State and was like such a infamous party goer that uh that Rolling Stone went down and did a <laughs> they, they interviewed him. <laughs> How big of a partier do you have to be to have Rolling Stone magazine show up at your university and want to interview you? It's like Van Wilder. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was probably working on his like fifth or sixth senior year by the time Rolling Stone showed up. That's another funny movie, though. Van Wilder. It's Pro- it would not It would not shock me at all to find out that Burt Kreischer's college experience was the inspiration for Van Wilder. It would not shock me at all. Oh, my all. gosh. That's funny. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Who my, was that? My, Van Wilder was that Ryan Reynolds? Is that Ryan, right? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Now I'm stuck right now on. Um, is it Alicia Johnson? Is that her name? Um, cute little dark headed girl. Angela Johnson talks about the nail. Yeah, the nail salon. Yeah, you nail do like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, Angela Johnson is her name. Yeah, she's. I follow her on Instagram. I think insanely she funny. is insanely hysterical. Like I like. Yeah. Of course, she. I'm to an age now where you know. I guess we all are, um, where she talks about a lot of like marriage stuff and 
she's about to have her first baby. And so she's talking about all of that kind of, it's just life stuff that, you know, most of us can relate to. And she is just hysterically funny. You know, the older I get, different comedians, like their material hits differently. Right. And lands differently mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're not funny and not hilarious. It just means it's hitting me differently. Oh, and yeah. I that's appreciate like, it in a different well, way. Perfect example. Love him or hate him, put aside his legal problems. Bill Cosby's, uh, Bill Cosby himself. One of the funniest routines ever. came out in the 80s. Yeah. Parts of it were hysterical to me in the 80s, but parts of it I just didn't get and I didn't understand because I was not a parent. Yeah, you you had not lived enough right. or well, experienced enough. Once I had children and started going through certain aspects of parenthood oh. and revisited that stand-up routine. Insanely it's, funny. Oh, my goodness. And it holds up. And it holds up. I mean, everything he said. Yeah, so well yeah, written. Yeah, holds up. And um, so, yeah, it the, it hits different now because, yeah. well. well the, but the, one of the things that I find interesting about stand-up comedians is the ones that tell stories end up being in in a great many regards their material holds up over longer periods of time um in in a great many regards i would agree with that assessment Um, the people that are telling stories so like if if they um trying to i'm starting to draw oh ray romano you know telling stories about his life Mm -hmm. you know Louis C.K., before he got into whatever trouble, he had this, like, he used to talk about his kids and he, the adventures of being uh, a Josh dad. Wolf. Josh Wolf. Oh, my gosh. He talks Josh about his Wolf adventures. Is, yeah. He is also one of the funniest people on earth. Oh, yeah. He's hysterically funny. Yeah. And, and even more hilarious. In person. Like, in person, face-to-face. Oh, yeah. Personal his, interaction. His one-liners will lay you out. He's just a funny human being. Yeah, he's genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. It's not, he, he's not, what? What are you wiggling up your nose for? I think your feet stink. You think my feet stink? You took off your shoes and now something smells bad. Is it your feet? Well, it might be. Smell them. No, I don't want to smell them. Okay, ah, get, Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Get that off my table. What? Listen. Get your nasty foot off listen, the table. I'm not smelling your feet. Listen, my Wu-Tang socks have only been in my shoes. <laughs> all day. All day. Yeah, so it's it's either your feet or my flowers that are dying. <laughs> or the combination of both. Blech. What the? What? That's not the flowers. I think it's your feet. What? What? <laughs> listen. Listen. The other night, Ashley was doing your nails and she kept complaining about, oh, I smell dirty feet. Wasn't nobody walking around with no sock feet on except for her and her stinky feet. I didn't even have on. No, I'm telling you, it ain't the Wu-Tang socks. I'm telling you. Okay. And if you think I'm well, joking. Maybe, I, if you don't get that foot away from my face. I'm just going to show you this. Wu-Tang. Yeah, I, I believed you about the socks. <laughs> get that nasty foot away from me. I'm going to put my foot on you. All night tonight. I wish my feet could be like... Turnabout is fair play, and you know mine get far colder than yours. I know. I wish mine could turn into blocks of ice just just for an evening. <laughs> just so I could like 
get crawl into the bed while you're all like warm and <laughs> all super comfortable and snuggled up and like 47 blankets and like so so warm that you're almost starting to like glisten with sweat on your forehead <laughs> and then like lean over and kiss you on your ear hey i'm in bed now i love you and then put my cold ass feet on your back <laughs> i'm just saying I don't know what you're talking about. That's what you do to me, and I shriek "Ah!" like a girl every single time. But uh, my feet are cold, and I need to warm them up. And you're putting out so many BTUs over there that um, perfect furnace. I'm just saying. One time. Yes, yes. And for those of you who are asking, why doesn't she just put on socks? Why would I do that? My feet get hot. (laughs) That's right. You put on socks, and your feet get hot. And then I can't sleep because my feet are too hot. Yep. And that's when you start tapping me on the shoulder. <laughs> Honey, you're breathing funny. It's called snoring, <laughs> which I'm trying to do more of. And would be far more successful at it if someone didn't keep waking me up to let me know. <laughs> so this makes me think about anytime, anytime I go on the road with you. <laughs> so... For everyone listening, when I go on the road with Chris, we share his bunk. We're, his, we're both tiny people. Yeah, we're we're short, so we can we can fit into a fairly small space. But his bunk, to give you an idea, it's basically a twin bed on wheels. <laughs> so it's not. Well, I mean, not on wheels by itself. I well, mean, no, it's like, but I mean, it's it's a moving it's one of several twi- twin beds. Twin beds, a gigantic tuna can rolling down the road right. at eighty miles so an hour. So it's not. It's not very big at all, and both of us get into this, into this bunk, and um, we have a king size bed at our home, mm-hmm. so he can kind of hug his six inches, and I can hug my six inches, and if it, his snoring, there's is, there's, there's no way you ever hug six inches. <laughs> I hug six inches of the bed for a reason. It's because you're like sprawled out like Marilyn Monroe all over the bed. But I don't hear your snoring as much because there's a little bit of distance. Yeah, there's like three acres of distance between us, of course. And your little pillow fort to keep me on my side of the bed. I need those because things hurt. You know, pillow between the knees to keep the spine straight, the pillow. Anyway, I digress. When we're in your bunk. Right. Your mouth is right in my ear. That's your fault. So the snoring is in stereo. That's your fault. My fault. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be on the inside. I don't think being on the outside would matter either. I don't know. And I'm more worried about falling out oh. and rolling into the floor oh. or, or you know, Let I me mean, tell you, while I dress appropriately on a bus with a bunch of boys, yeah. I don't want anybody seeing my, you know, backside sticking out of the curtain. Well, let me just tell you, having been uh, accidentally pushed out of the bunk <laughs> into the floor... Even though it was a short fall, <laughs> it still sucked. And it's not just once or twice. It's every time I don't know what we do this. I don't know what no, you're you always about. You do what you always do. When you get super, super, super asleep, you pull your knees up and you push your butt out. <laughs> and I'm behind you. And there's enough space that if we're like laying carefully, we can share the space. But the minute you pull your knees up and push your butt out, it's like pushes me out i'm like <laughs> bloop, 
hanging. Yeah, just like I hit the floor. Like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Sorry. No, it's all. I mean, it. it you know, I'll just get me my own bus, and we won't have to worry about it. I'm working on it, honey. I'm working on it. Working on it. Baby steps. I know, right? Baby steps. I know. I know. Uh, I just finally got a new car after 18 years. I'm gonna have to wait a little bit for the bus. <laughs> Gee. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. So yeah. Um, but we got you. You got your money's worth out of your last vehicle. I did. 18 years. Two hundred twenty-five thousand miles. And you know, I feel strongly that we probably could have driven it for another two hundred. Oh, probably. That was that was a well-built automobile. It absolutely was. It absolutely yeah. was. For anyone who's wondering, it was a two thousand three Toyota Sequoia Limited, and it was it it was a great great vehicle. Ran like a top. Hmm. I think the only thing that had gone bad necessarily, and I don't know that it had actually gone bad, was the entertainment thing, the little DVD that player. That quit working, and it was probably a fuse or something. Yeah. Um, and we replaced the radiator. Really? That yeah. was it? Yeah. Wow. Now, I will say, and and <laughs> some are going to shriek in horror, the only thing I ever did to it was change the oil. I did change a serpentine belt once. Yeah. But beyond that, I never had any kind of service done to it. And when I would go anywhere that, um, like, for a recall, I would take it to the dealership, and they yeah. would say, oh, well, you need to do this, this, and this. I would always look them dead in the eye and say, I haven't broken a seal on that in years, ever, so let's not start. Because my theory was if we broke the seal on anything, that it was never going to work right. So, you know, I wouldn't let them do that service on it. That, you know what? I I don't disagree with that yeah. assessment at all whatsoever. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that was probably very prudent. Well, it, it was also a, a function of um, I was a single mother for a hot minute. And I did not have any money to spend well, on a vehicle beyond an oil change. So well, it, it was what it was. I mean, sometimes it is what it is. I yeah. mean, yeah, exactly. So, you know, but it was a very good. That was a great automobile. Yeah, and it, I was I I still have to tell you, um, or I have to tell you, I am still very shocked at how quickly you got that thing sold. Well, that's a testament to Toyota. Yeah, I mean, I put it. Well, actually, our son-in-law put it on Facebook in a Toyota group. Yeah, and within four hours, I had somebody standing on property, cash in hand. Yeah, to take it. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Not haggling a bit. No, no. No, you, 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 I, I want to say you listed it. What did you, you, list, I, don't, I don't remember I, what the price on it was. I forget but. what it was, but it's like they, they, like somebody messaged within what, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Hey, will you take this much cash for it? And it was less than you had posted for it, but not um, much, but not by much. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, can you, you know, when can you be here? In an hour. Yeah. And, Bang. I mean, within an hour, they showed up. It was, I was, I was dumbfounded at how quickly that whole thing went down. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. And, um, you know, it worked out wonderfully because Allison was about to get married. So, um, I oh, had, right. I had some wedding money to, <laughs> to help pay for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You probably should get a refund on that preacher. I know. Yeah. He was terrible. He was a sobbing wreck. You were. 
Yeah, I was a sobbing you, you wreck. You were a sobbing wreck. You weren't terrible. You were just misty-eyed. Oh, my misty-eyed would have been an improvement. I was boo-hooing. You, you were, we were all boo-hooing. Oh, my it Lord. It was beautiful and moving and, yeah. Wow. I did my best. I did my very best. And for those who don't know, um, Chris is, uh, can officiate weddings and funerals and yeah. whatever you would need yeah. an officiant to to. I don't know. I don't know if I'm qualified to do a, a bar mitzvah or anything like uh, that. Probably not that. I don't no. Know. Probably need some solid coaching on that. Maybe but. so. But yes, uh, he, he's available for your weddings. <laughs> hey, listen. Your, your, your weddings and other events. I mean, for real. <laughs> it's fun. It's something I really enjoy doing. I know. You're yeah. good at it. Well, you know what this music means? It means we're at the end. We're at the end of another episode, my dear. Yeah, but um, lots of stuff happening in the next couple of weeks, so we'll have to talk about it as we get to it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, In the meantime, everyone, you've been listening to Following the Friars, and reach out to us, hashtag Following the Friars. Until next time. And it's spelled F-R-Y-A-R. Yes. I thought about that the other day. (laughs) Be kind to one another and bye. Bye.